because we're one doing of your such dead a weird. <laughs> <laughs> no survivors. <laughs> oh, this is friendshipping. <laughs> one, two, three. This, this is friendshipping. And today's theme is questions, because it's that's different from other weeks. <laughs> Friendship between humans has many benefits But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits View friendship at the problem So this week we do not have a lot of time to spare So we are doing a rapid fire episode With questions about uh, Mass Effect and Dragon Age <laughs> And Harry Potter And Harry Potter Because y'all are a bunch of nerds yep. We got a couple questions about our podcast itself But mostly we're talking about Harry Potter on this episode Yeah, and we welcome all weirdo questions into our asshole So if you want to ask any more weird questions for weeks Where we don't have a lot of time uh, Go ahead and ask them at ask.fm Backslash, no, just regular slash Backslash <laughs> is not a real thing Jen and Trin And we'll talk about the number of ends that apply in both of those names At the end of the yeah, episode We'll discuss it We'll discuss <laughs> All right, first question. There are a lot of podcasts about love and relationships. Why give friendship advice? I think that that is kind of like a self-resolving question. There are a lot of podcasts about love and relationships, and friendship is super important. And I think that it's not valued as much as, like, love and stuff. Friendships are just as important as romantic relationships, you know. Yes, indeed they are. So that's why. And also, it's a skill, and I think that people don't, remember that it is a skill and that if we work on it and become better people and better friends the whole world will go around a little bit easier i read the most amazing tweet the other day i wish i could remember who it was by i retweeted it so you can find it but it was a, uh, it was work so hard at your friendships and make them so amazing that it makes you raise the standards of your romantic relationships and i love that oh that is so good isn't that great if you had to pick one Mass Effect romance option for the other to spend the rest of her life with, who would it be? So we have to pick for each other. Yeah, we do. Oh, I... Oh. <laughs> what if we both want the same person, though? Well, or so... should I say alien? <laughs> I can't be offended because a lot of them apply for me, mm -hmm. you know? And obviously I would pick... Well, so here's the thing. So in real life, Jen, I feel... Is Garrus, like, sassy enough for you? I don't know. I don't know if Garrus could keep up. Oh, thank you. That's such a compliment. Well, I think it, it's true that I, my romantic Mass Effect partner better be someone I can spar with. I mm -hmm. think Garrus can do that. I think Garrus can do that, yeah. too. I almost went Thane just because, I like, almost gave you Thane! So I was going to say Thane for you. Thane, is, Thane was actually, like, my first romance. Like, I romanced Garrus after. And, uh, yeah, no, Garrus for you. I mean, Garrus is, like, dope on all levels. Yeah. He's a sniper. Oh, he's a sniper. Pretty cool. Okay, okay Garrus for me and Thane for you. Okay, okay. I'm good with that. And we could swap. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> okay, this next question is one I don't understand because it's about Dragon Age. Trin, people on the internet do this a lot where they assume that you and I are both obsessed with all of the same things. And it's we almost are, but there are some things that don't overlap. Like, I am not that familiar with uh, Dragon Age. And Trin, there's something else. Someone the other day thought you were obsessed with something that was actually applied to me. And it was such a great compliment. I was like, I love when people get us mixed up. I, I don't know, but I actually think that your knowledge of Harry Potter uh, eclipses mine. Oh, wow. I do think that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, and sports. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I know very little about sports, but it still is more than true. Still way more than me. 
Okay, so anyway, go ahead, Trent. So the question uh, relating to Dragon Age Inquisition is, and also this is such a mild spoiler, but mild spoiler alert if you haven't finished Dragon Age Inquisition. How do I recover from Solus breaking my heart? Oh, God. So uh, I'm going to answer very generally. Video games, particularly (laughs) Bioware games that involve romances, they can do things to you. And the heartbreak is real. The emotions that you're feeling are, are real. And, and it's the same thing as if you got brokenhearted after like reading the end of Tale of Two Cities when Sidney Carton dies. That shit is cry-worthy. Well, okay? spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you're right. I definitely need to put spoiler yeah. alerts on Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> But, but like for real just know that your emotions are valid and what you're going through is very valid there are communities all over the internet that feel <laughs> the exact same way that you do and some of them are reacting probably stronger than even you could imagine <laughs> so do a little googling find your people and i mean really at the end of the day that's a really good solution to most questions is internet that shit yeah find your community find your weirdos <laughs> your big weirdies <laughs> what the fuck which of the characters in the potterverse would you most like to smack with a mop? I love this question. So I have two answers. First one, I would lovingly smack Sirius with a, with a mop. Yeah. Lovingly. Because in the fifth book, before he dies, he uh, acts very childishly toward Harry. And when I first read the series, I loved Sirius like so much. He was like one of my favorite, if not my favorite character. And then I grew up and I, looked, and I became the age that Sirius is, or the, the age that Sirius is when he's put in jail, which is like 21, 22. And I was like, oh my God, he's so childish. Mm-hmm. He, he's like in his 30s and he's, he's treating Harry like, like they're the same age. And you know that because that was the age he was put into jail, so like his growth stunted right there. So it makes sense. But I was still frustrated with him in a loving way. Like, oh, Sirius, grow up and be better. And, and then Sirius was kind of a tool to people in general. He in was high terrible school. when he was young, yeah. yeah. So was James. Oh, yeah, he's, he needs a smack, too. He needs a couple of them. <laughs> and then my other answer is pretty obvious. Obviously, uh, Umbridge. Oh, yeah, Umbridge um, needs a good mopping. Yeah. Mop to the face. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say Umbridge. I mean, I was going to say, I mean, Snape. People are so forgiving of Snape, and I don't know why. Yeah, he's a complicated character. He's like, a bad adult. Yeah, I, I really wish people didn't hail him. To me, he's a character who's very brave and did something extremely cool, but he was still a huge asshole. Yeah. I mean, it's like that quote from the, from Sirius that you told me yeah. the other day. What was it? The world isn't split up into good people and death eaters. I agree. Mm-hmm. Wise words from Sirius Black. Ah, oh, Sirius probably would be the biggest fan of friendshiping oh, yeah. out of all the Harry Potter cats. <laughs> I mean, like, I think the obvious answer is also the Dursleys. I mean, you could smack them with God, mops. yeah. <sighs> Their kid... He could have been. He could have been something. Did you? J.K. Rowling said she was considering at the end of the of the end of the series, right before the Dursleys leave forever, uh, giving Petunia one last moment where she like turns around and hugs Harry and like has a redeeming moment. But yeah. she said she took it. She took it out of the book because she said it didn't feel right. <sighs> what a powerful, terrible character. I know. And like Petunia and Lily were sisters. That kills me. Yeah. Ugh. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> what is the next question? I hate this question. I hate it. Oh. This is a heartbreaker of a question. This is from our friend Will. You can only save one character from the Death Eaters, Luna or Tonks. Explain your choice. You fucking monster. This is hard on my heart, but I think I would save Luna. 
I would too. She wasn't an Aurora, first of all. She has more of her life ahead of her. Yes. She's, she's a kid. She's a kid. She's not a soldier like like Tonks. So yeah. I think that's what I would do. I agree. Tonks knew the stakes when she chose her field. And that sucks. And I love Tonks. Tonks is one of the main reasons they identify as Hufflepuff, honestly. But, oh, yeah, it's got to be. Moment oh. of silence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Are we good? Yes. All right. Oh, so I guess this one is just for me because of Dragon Age. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Are your Mass Effect romances similar in personality to your Dragon Age paramours? Also, if you change partners between the games, what dictates the change aside from availability? Wow, this is this so is a technical depth. question. Lastly, do your choices tend to reflect your in-real-life taste in people, or are they an exploration of people you'd never risk dating at all? Okay, so first question. Are my Mass Effect romances similar in personality to my Dragon Age ones? Um, no, not really. So Dragon Age Origins, Alistair all the way. Just like 100%. Like, I nice. think he was the first fictional character that I like legitimately fell a little bit in love with. Ah. Mass Effect 2, because I didn't romance in Ma anybody in Mass Effect, was Garrus and Thane. And my heart is Garrus. And, and here's the thing like are there any real life people who are anything like Garrus and Thane though no oh, well they're fictional they're For, yeah so it's like so that kind of like answers the do my does my choice reflect my real life taste in people so let me just go through what I read I romance because I think that's really the question mm -hmm. so Mass Effect 2 and 3 was Thane and Garrus depending if I was Renegade or Paragon and then Dragon Age Origins Alistair Dragon Age 2 was Man Hawk with Fenris and then with Anders to, and then Fenris was w I dated him with a meanie and then Anders <laughs> I dated him with a nice boy and then uh, Inquisition was Blackwall and then I mean I tried Colin and it's just not the same Dorian romance Dorian I can't I mean I can't date anybody like Dorian I'm not a gay man <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that was sufficient okay moving on do you have pet names for your Mass Effect and Dragon Age romances? Would my femship romances Thane, I like to lovingly, lovingly call him Gills, and I don't <laughs> think that makes me weird, does it? <laughs> no. A little. I mean, in like... A, a weird and a wonderful nerdy way. I mean, weird in that, like, we're playing fucking video games and, like, yeah. romancing people fictionally yeah i mean would that be weird in my in our office no not no, really not in, no indeed so it really depends on the circle like if, if you explained what you just said to us to like a random person on the street <laughs> or like or like your dad yeah that might be <laughs> hey you know thane i call him gills <laughs> uh what the fuck one time i introduced my mom to thane did i ever tell you about that no so i was playing mass effect 2 and i was just like mom i'd like you to meet my boyfriend <laughs> i'm totally serious too and i was just like this is this is thane and she's like he's green <laughs> and i was like yeah 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 this is thane like and i i don't i didn't really i don't know how i was expecting that encounter to go but that did happen um, he's got a great voice oh my god gills has got a great voice gills <laughs> he does <laughs> so the question do you have a pet do you have pet names for your video game romances um i called uh oh shit what's his name aiden kaden Wow. Um, in the first game, when you're like, the game is, when the first Mass Effect is steering you toward romance, Caden, I called him like my stupid pretty boy lover. Because right. yeah. that's what he is. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I call, I, I never romanced Caden until Mass Effect 3, actually. I dabbled and I romanced him with um, 
Manship, which was a beautiful love story. It's probably my yeah. favorite. My favorite story. I need to do. I need to replay and do that one. It's very good. It's very good. Um, but when <laughs> when I met him, I called him uh, New Karth because like Karth Onassi from Kotor. Um, that's the closest. Oh yeah. He's basically that, Karth. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, and then I called Alistair Alibear. Oh. <laughs> Wow, you really tried to bury that admission. I didn't. You muttered it under your breath and looked sideways. I didn't know that I wanted to say it out loud, (laughs) but I have seen in fandom that the more than just me calls him Alley Bear. Oh, so it's totally normal. No, it's super normal. (laughs) My friends on Tumblr say it's super normal. (laughs) Um, But uh, I call. So now I'm romancing Dorian in Dragon Age Inquisition with a male uh, Adar, and I love them. And I call them. uh, So I actually in my in my head canon, um, my Adar romances both Dorian and Iron Bull, and they're super into it. And I call them Adarable. Oh my god! I know. Trin, you have a lot of answers for this question. You'd think I submitted it myself, yeah, but I, I didn't. I didn't. And sometimes I do send us questions, <laughs> not this one. Oh, man. Bioware, how dare you do these things that you do. That you do to us. That you do to us in our hearts. Bioware. God damn it. So, uh, last question? Yeah. Last question. Which movie of this summer has been your favorite? Mad Max. Me too. Mad Max is my favorite. I loved it. Did you see um, Inside Out? I haven't seen it yet. I saw it and like... Everybody loves that movie, and I. It's not that I felt like it was meh. I just felt like it was, not Mad Max. Yeah, mm. every movie is gonna held, be held up to the Mad Max standard now. So that's the thing. Like, I legitimately fear this because I'll watch a movie now and I'll be like, "Where are all the women?" Yeah, it's very jarring to me. Ruined all other movies for you. It like legitimately ruined all their movies yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Imagine okay. seeing Mad Max, which is what I did, and then seeing Jurassic World. <gasps> wow. wow. That was like a culture shock. Say, get, tell a, me everything. In a terrible way. Tell me all oh of your my heart. God, Jurassic World was terrible. Okay, so here's the thing. It takes a lot for me to hate a dinosaur movie because I am super forgiving of cheesy monster movies. I'm even forgiving of like cheesy action movies if there's something like rewarding about them. Yeah, you're a, like an Avengers fan. Yeah, I like the Avengers. The Avengers. <laughs> I mean, like I realize those movies are like stupid, but they're like beautifully stupid. And they they feature your husband, Chris Evans. Yeah, and you know, I got to support my lover, Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah, just as he supports me. Uh-oh. <laughs> so like, yeah, I'm not like super critical of like comic book movies. I'm like, yeah, whatever. These are great. So that's kind of the mindset I went into with Jurassic World. I was like, all right, this will be a popcorn movie. And literally before I went into the theater, I said to, said to my boo, I said, I- I'm going to love this as long as they don't like destroy the, the lady characters. As long as it, they don't, literally, as long as this movie isn't incredibly sexist, I'm sure I'll love it. Guess what? It was so sexist, Aww. even more than I thought. The one lady character in it, her role in the movie makes no sense like she's a powerful businesswoman that no one respects like she's like at the top of the ladder and like everyone is rude to her every single employee is like snide to her for no reason and she's also terrible at her job it would be interesting if she was terrible at her job if that had a reward but she's terrible at her job just because she's a woman like there's no other explanation for how she got to the top the characters in the movie punish her for being too dedicated to her job and then they also punish her for not um wanting children there's just no place in the movie for it. Like, it's completely, completely irrelevant to the, you know, the dinosaur attacks that she doesn't have children. Whew. Okay, deep breath. <sighs> I wrote a blog post about this, so everyone oh, go read it. I want to read it. Let's link it in the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, he's 
Oh God, he's so hot in the movie too. <sighs> Um, that is the only <laughs> redeeming the only part, redeeming is that you can objectify Chris Pratt. There was a really interesting quote from Chris Pratt, um, who he, he and like, I think it was Channing Tatum, this was just on my Tumblr dash, we're talking about how it's not that Hollywood needs to objectify women less, it's that they need to objectify men more, which I think is wrong-headed, Whoa. honestly. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that being sexy necessarily means you have to be an object. I mean, you can be like an active subject in your sexualization. Yeah, like totally. Nicki Minaj. Yeah, <laughs> she takes an active role. Yes, in it, like that's, she owns it. That's why I fucking love Nicki and Beyonce. Is because like every time they are being sexy, they're staring right at the fucking camera and they're like, "Yeah, you it, are looking at my ass right and now." En- enjoying it, yes, and making money off of it and owning that part of them. Right, and I don't, I don't even know if um Chris Pratt and I I need to see the movie, so this is like a completely baseless thing. But I don't even know if Chris Pratt is necessarily objectified in the movie if he's shown as a powerful capable person that's a good point i the only reason i would say he was object well i was objectifying him because i was like not listening to what he was saying (laughs) and just like staring in his ass like there's literally a part where he like (laughs) giggling just thinking about it or there's i was sitting next to my my best friend who also thinks he's super hot and there's a part where we both went whoa (gasps) i love it because he's wearing super tight jeans and like a han solo vest and there's part where he goes in the elevator and he like looks directly at the camera like he like becomes a male model for this one shot of the movie it's so stupid but he's really hot i love it (laughs) i love it i love it i love it i love it oh so this was friendshiping with jen and our weirdest episode yet definitely our weirdest episode yet but one i enjoyed very much jen me too yeah so i'm going out of town for about a week and i'll be missing jen this whole time (sighs) but i'll be bringing this episode to edit with me which is great so yeah. it's like i'm bringing you yeah with me. yeah you can just listen to this over and over again over and over and over again that's what i did with our puzzle outtakes video from oh, jen and trin which yeah. we will link in the comments yeah too. of course uh so if you want to follow us on twitter we are at jen and trin jen has two n's and trin only has one n and the missing n stands for no scrubs <laughs> so i have scrubs <laughs> God damn it. Thank you and congratulations on making it to the end of this super fucking bizarre episode of Friendship Go you. Your friendship at the <laughs>